Welcome to Performance Anxiety. This week's show features actor, model, long-distance runner, and business owner, Obi Nwankwo. He broke records in track at Boston College, moved to L.A., and began acting and modeling. Obi not only discusses how he got into the business, but he also discusses weird auditions, like the time he had to quack like a duck for a part. He gives us info on some new projects he's involved in, how to dress like him, and how athletics helped him with his acting. Follow him on social media at It's Obi Nuanquo. Follow us at Performance ANX on Twitter and Instagram. Merchandise is at PerformanceANX.Threadless.com. Subscribe, rate, review, and spread the word. Now let's get into Obi Nuanquo. All right, sweet. Hi, my name is Obi Nuanquo. I'm based out of Los Angeles, California. And if you'd like to check any of my upcoming projects, I uh, work on the Crackle TV network. I have a new show called Going From Broke, produced by Ashton Kutcher. And yeah, check out Performance Anxiety, because it's lit, and I'm saying. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So thank you for joining me tonight. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, my guy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, man. So um, it's, it's kind of funny, because... I, I, I try to do a lot of as much research as I can on a guest before having them on. You know, it's, I figure if you're taking the time out of your day to speak with me on something that I've created and, and just posting out there, at least I can do is, you know, learn a little bit about you. Exactly. I've, you got to do the, the research. <laughs> exactly. I found out something interesting. Apparently, you are an actor. Uh, high fashion model and you're also uh, a dentist you apparently recently acquired <laughs> says I'm a dentist as well <laughs> yes uh, Dr. Obi Nwankwo acquires general dentistry practice in Irving, Texas so congratulations <laughs> on acquiring yeah, thank you because uh, you've just recently acquired Ultra Smiles in Irving, Texas uh, from the practice owners Dr. Tim and Marissa De Palma uh, doctors De Palma have served the Irving community for over 20 years and are excited to move on to their new chapter in their life closer to home. And the entire staff at Ultra Smiles has been pivotal in making this transition successful. Um, apparently, <laughs> not only that, but you also grew up in Roulette and live in La Colinas with your fiance Julia. <laughs> wow, they're finding a whole lot of things. Beyonce, Julia, yeah, and then Rowlett and whatever. That I don't know is. where that is. I, it didn't even say it. I'm I'm assuming it's Texas. So Texas. So there's just like this whole other Obi. Well, it's in this world. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly common name, wouldn't you agree? Obi <laughs> Nwankwo. <like> Chris. <laughs> Obi Nwankwo. You're gonna find them. It's like a Chris. Yeah, exactly. What's it's up, like Chris? John Smith. You know, it's John Smith, Obi Nwankwo, yeah. basically the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, I applaud you on, you know, having, you know, having such range. I mean, acting, modeling and general dentistry. Yeah. It's you, you think you can't complete it all in 24 hours, but you know, you find a way. You got to clean the <laughs> that, teeth. It <laughs> might be a hell of a commute, too, man. I don't know how you yeah. do it. Well, you are a track and field star. So. <laughs> you know, so I run. I just run yeah. you know, from set to the dentist's office. You and run then, your uh, ass off. I model in between, in between the runs. <laughs> you look good running. I'll tell you that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just doing it right there, like quick little, quick little model pick. <laughs> exactly. Mid stride, you're just posing. Just, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you just, you always got to be ready. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I didn't even make that up to be funny. That's actually what I found in researching you. That's actually legit. So, <laughs> so that's, I got to find out this dentistry. So, yeah. you know, I, I can suck in some <laughs> teeth cleaning while they're using my name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, come on, man. You, you're crushing, you, you're killing my career. People are mistaking me for you all over LA. My SEO is just all messed up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, all right. So let's get on to the actual you. Mm -hmm. So, not from Rolette, Texas. You're born in Boston. Is that right? Correct. Okay, that's a lot Correct. different from Texas. Yeah, weather was. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I've only been to Boston once, but it was for a wedding. And it, actually, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the market. That was, it was amazing. Yeah, the, but, but like, it as long as you don't go, like, during the winter, winter, but. 
the yeah. fall, spring, and summer in Boston is like, yeah, it's 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 a different aura because Boston's a very big sports town, Ooh, so yeah. you kind of get that vibe a lot in that city, and then yeah, and the food's just amazing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's it was really a different experience because I'd never really gone to a market like that before. It was crazy. So you mm-hmm. you are an actor. As I said before, a model. You're also an athlete. What came first when you were growing up? Was was acting something in, that was in your in your periphery, or um, you, you strutting around the house at five, you know, dropping poses, <laughs> or was it more the running? Um, was it any? Of yeah, it? honestly, it was real. I, I would say the first thing came was basketball. Um, ba- basketball came first, and then. As I started to go into high school, I would say running um, started to really emerge at the forefront just because it was it just came very natural to me. I didn't have to really exert much because I was always playing sports growing up. So I was always considered fast. So because I got the most attention from running, um, I was like, oh, let me just you know stick with this. And it helped me like clear my mind, like stay in shape and actually really genuinely started to just enjoy it. So I ended up, you know, doing it in college and then I was just like training, uh, being a professional and that I was just, you know, even harder just because you don't really have the structured system and then you also have to like work full time. Um, so, um, during that period, um, I was already contemplating, you know, you know, kind of closing the doors on running competitively Okay. And so I had another passion, which was acting modeling. So that kind of like when I started to, you know, push that other passion away, um, athletics, I was able to put more passion into like other things I really cared about. So how tall are you? That's a weird question to ask. I'm, I'm like six, two, six, three. Okay. Depends. Yeah. It, de- it depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, it depends how I'm feeling today. I don't know. I'm feeling exactly. 6'2 today. I feel pretty 6'3 right now. Because, yeah. <laughs> all right, because I'm trying to figure out, I, as a kid, I was athletic until everybody shot up past me, and, and then I'm like 5'6. So, <laughs> the growth spreads. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I never got one of those. So, <laughs> you know, I, I was playing football and baseball, um, but I always hated running just because I was so short. Yeah. It always took me like two strides to, for your one. <laughs> and so unless I was being chased, I wasn't running anywhere. So exactly. I'm always trying to figure out what people love about running. Cause I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. For, for me, it was, uh, it was a way to like escape momentarily just because, you know, like growing up there was, I was, my family was like very focused on school, my mom, um, so like my mom just like always stressed, like get good grades. Um, and you'll be able to, you know, essentially really dictate where you want to go in life because you won't have to be like confined to like certain like parameters. So she's like, just do well at school, you know, you and do well in athletics. You kind of have more options to do what you want. And so, you know, I really like took that idea like to heart early on. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, these are things that I, I'm good at, I'm passionate about, so let me just like focus and put a little more time into it. So being in school all day, it's crazy to think that I used to sit in school for like six to eight or nine hours a day. That's just mind-boggling to yeah. me because <laughs> you're just sitting in class. I, I can't even fathom that right now. Like, <laughs> like what do you mean? Sit here from like seven to two o'clock. Uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I've got three teenagers right now, and they're all doing that. And they're all complaining. I'm like, believe me, you're gonna wish you were doing that when you find it, when you get a real job. So <laughs> you're like just empty minded, just chilling. Oh but gosh. yeah, man. So by the time after school came, um, I w- I would just want to like clear my mind and like running. You know, I, I, they call it the runner's high. So I started to feel that a lot. You know when it's you you get in this motion where you don't really feel your body it's just like it's an ultimate high and it's just like and it comes you know from running and that's usually when you get your best times i keep hearing that i have yet to feel that because all i ever really feel is like tired and pain i'm just like i must be running wrong or something because i'm just like i've not ever felt this runner's high where i'm like oh i gotta keep going i gotta keep going it's like stop make it stop where's my destination (laughs) 
I think I think you'll get it if you if you go for for a goal. You know, with with running, if you're going for a certain goal or achievement, okay. Um, and as you inch closer to that goal of achievement, you're like working towards something, so your body starts working in motion and with a purpose. So then, as you get closer to that purpose, sometimes you know you get this little you know boom. Oh, that's just like you just like hit another level towards uh, your goal. So that okay. So maybe you know, if you get that. That's that's a good idea. I've never actually run with a goal in mind. It's always just like I should probably get back into shape because I've just gained forty pounds being married. So <laughs> you know, it's not. But now, now speaking of that, you did have goals in mind because you were a member of the uh, men's track and field team uh, at Boston College, and yes, sir. you broke. A ton of records here. The 300 meter, the, the 400 meter, and the 4 by 400 meter. You own the records for those at Boston College. Yeah. Did you set <laughs> was, out to do that, or were you just really good, and they just, oh, hey, I broke a record? I I set out to do that. That was like a really big goal of mine from, from when I came in, just because I came in injured. And so I had my, I like, I tore my, my quad in, in high school, oh. so like my senior year. So I really wasn't supposed to run my first year and a half. They said, like, oh, you're probably not going to recover. But I I worked so hard. I ended up recovering right in time for the season. And so, you know, my <laughs> freshman year was a little up and down. But I was able to run. You know, a little pain, but I was I could run. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was – and so I remember after that year, I was uh, – I wasn't too happy with, like – I was like, okay, I think – I know I can do better. So I set that goal out. I was like, I'm going to break all these Boston College records. And I told, and I was very persistent and adamant about it. And I told people I was going to do it. And a lot of times people would just call me the, uh, like a cocky freshman or a cocky, like <laughs> underclassman. But uh, because I was just telling these seniors, I'm going to break every single one of these records. And they're just like, relax. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just gonna like work hard and you know do it. And that's awesome. I would say, yeah, and then that's what happened. <laughs> so you set your mind to it and you achieved it. That's fantastic. What but it you... helped motivate other people. That's that was my that was um, the thing I was most proud of because it helped you know form the team around a, a more of a winning culture. Um, oh, because excellent. with the four by four, it's a relay team, so. Even if I run fast, it doesn't necessarily mean we win. That's so, a good point. Mm-hmm. So you need four other guys. So when when we did break the record, it was it was three seniors. So think about seniors in college. You know, it's the school's over. Yeah. Know, like at this point, and we're still <laughs> running. We're still competing. So think about that. You're like you graduated, but you're still running. Yeah. Okay. And then it was a <laughs> sophomore, and this sophomore is like never run his like. You know, he's never really run his best time, so he's not even at his peak. So I was so dedicated and adamant about getting this record for us, and we got it the last meet of the year, our senior year of college. Like, oh, for the wow. three seniors, it was our last race ever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That's... <laughs> and I got to bring it home because I, I was the anchor. Yeah. So, like, I was the last one to go. So it was all on me, and I was like, I got to do this for the squad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the greatest story. It, yeah, it was it was it was all it was it was a very I still remember that moment with those guys because it was just something, you know, we talked about it for four years and it took us the last day to do it. Like literally the last second. It, like everything had to work. If one person did bad, we wouldn't have we couldn't have gotten it because uh, all four people needed to do good. So it was yeah, that was kind of a fun moment. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> That, yeah, that that's could what be I'm a saying. I was like, that, <laughs> for four years. Yeah. <laughs> In a world where In it takes four years to run a four by 400. <laughs> These kids. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start acting? Was that something you, you were doing in high school? No. You didn't, you didn't do that until really, later? Really, I would say the first... So my school, my middle school made us do this thing called the flashback. And so we had to perform like oldies songs. So I would say in like fourth grade, I, I, my group was the Beatles and oh, wow. uh, we performed back in the USSR. Oh. And uh, that was <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> an interesting choice. 
Yeah, for some reason we really liked that song, so we performed that, and that was like my real first time on stage, and it was taped, and I was so proud of this fourth grade moment up until like tenth grade that I would still show people like, yeah, have you ever heard the Beatles? Check this out. <laughs> Play my, like, if you think the Beatles tape. are good, check me out. <laughs> Check me out. (laughs) So I would say that I guess that's where my first passion of it came from, um, from like that moment. And then I just always, you know, just seeing guys like Will Smith and Denzel on TV. It was always something that was curious to me, but I wasn't necessarily I didn't know how to go about it because sports was at this point. It was like I had to fully dedicate all my energy to my track. That was that was that was, you know, I was doing in high school and then it came to the point where i was definitely going to do it in college so right. i just had to get that focus so once um that was all done with and then also school like yeah that was like also the biggest time consuming thing in college being a student athlete because my days started from like seven to like eight at night between class training wow. um meetings like i was also very involved with the team so uh, and i was a captain so i always had to do extra curricular things and meet with people so my days were extremely just long and then after eight you got to go to the library so i was in the library every day because you weren't studying (laughs) acting yeah i wasn't i I wasn't i was studying finance management a little bit of accounting and leadership so (laughs) oh oh yeah that's that's easy that's easy stuff right god jeez so you're you're training you're studying you're dealing with a lot of math which to me, it sounds horrible. So you, you're yeah. you're doing everything that I hate at this point: math and running. <laughs> math and running. So you, you and I are balancing the world out at this point. So, at what point does does acting come into the picture then, as as a possible career? It it, it came. Uh, um, I would say that summer after I graduated, I, I I worked a project with ESPN um, and I core powers like a football commercial. So once I got that, I think that was I graduated in May. I got that in July of uh, 2017, and then I moved to LA in August and used that to essentially gain attention and and uh, get agents. So I got signed out in Los Angeles, and then I just started taking taking classes and reading books and just I did I would just practice monologues every week okay and just tape myself and just do that every every single week and then I started taking classes and then it just started me auditioning and I was always you know comfortable speaking because I always had to do a lot of public speaking and like perform um in, in other ways you know being an athlete is also a performance so right, right. you know you get used to like you know feeling uncomfortable and being able to like push through it so I think that helped me break barriers at first because I wasn't necessarily scared to go into audition rooms and be myself because I've always been comfortable like in my body. Do you find that the discipline you have uh, with your athletics has helped you in your with your acting at all? Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say so because in terms of you know being persistent and putting in the time and effort that a craft really needs such as acting is an art so um it needs a lot of you know you need to pay a lot of attention to it and continuously practice it every single day so with sports that's something that i did every single day and i realized oh if i do this every single day i'll just naturally get better at it right so that was the same thing with acting i was like oh if i you know keep on practicing or embody what an actor does every single day, whether it's voice lessons, whether it's doing scripts, whether you know it's watching other actors' performances, going to shows. If I just live in that space every single day, I will naturally learn from it. And so that's what um, sports, that's kind of how I translated both of them, the concept at least. So when you got out to L.A., are you acting full-time or did you have another job? or How did, how did, how did everything come about for you? Yeah, so when I when I first got there, I I was running um my my own company with my sister, and then I was also working for a consulting company. Um, for the first, this was my first year, wow. so I was doing like I was working in AI and like tech and like doing a little programming, and then I was also working God. and pursuing acting all at night. I would say once I got off work, 
maybe around six or seven, I would just, you know, work on, you know, all my acting work from like seven to like, till I fell asleep. And then like, I fell asleep. so like one or two hours a day you would, you know, sleep. Yeah. I, I did not sleep. My first year, <laughs> I averaged like maybe four, around four hours of sleep. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's crazy. So what, what, what kind of roles are you getting at this point? Is it, uh, are you, getting, are you looking for more commercials? You know, when you first get out there, I mean, are you, are you looking for uh, commercial campaigns? Are you trying to get into TV shows or movies? Or are you just going wherever you're, you're – and, and do you have an agent at that point? And how, are, how is everything starting to roll for you? Yeah, so when, when I first got out there, I was, I was honestly just trying to, you know, build my portfolio and just see what, you know, I was, I was good at. I was like, you know, I'm open to anything. Um, in terms of like, whether it's commercials, TV, film, um, print, print work, I, I was just open to anything. So I just, I would, I would kind of just, you know, take off opportunities and cause I just wanted to get in front of the camera and okay. get comfortable. So I started to uh, get comfortable. And at first it started to be a lot of commercials, but that, and a lot of like, you know, print work campaigns like that, a lot of modeling stuff, but I realized that for me to get into the TV and film space, I had to, you know, put in more work. So that's why I started, you know, taking classes and, you know, being being more prepared for those type of auditions because in commercials and, and print auditions, you're in there for, you know, you don't really have to prepare anything. You kind of just go in. But for a theatrical audition, you know, you got to put a lot of time into the script. You know, sometimes you get a private coach, you got to be in class and you just got to be, you know, do a lot of script analysis. And that's not, that's something I wasn't necessarily putting a lot of time into. Ah. So I wasn't getting those roles. So once I, you know, started putting more time into it and honing on the craft, um, I would say, which was, I would say really in the past year, I started booking a lot of theatrical work rather than just commercials, which was good for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you said you have an, an acting coach. What I've, I've, haven't had too many actors on this show. I, I, I think you're the fourth or fifth mm-hmm. out of seventy something shows already. And I've always been, I've always meant to ask this question, and I keep forgetting. So I want to ask you now: what What does an acting coach do? Is it like taking classes? Um, and how do they help you out? Yeah, I would say that they they really help you um, analyze analyze the script and. In a different, maybe in a different way that you're not necessarily so working at it, and they help you just be be more grounded and real because okay. those those are those when when you're just more true to yourself, and you know it allows you to bring an authentic version because a lot of actors get in their head so they start acting they start acting you're like whoa acting. You're not, yeah, exactly. Just like the typical, like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> fake, like, actors are. Shakespeare. But, but, <laughs> exactly, Shakespeare. But when you really see good acting, it's very simple. You just believe it's, like, everyday life. So that's kind of how, um, I would say that's how my, the coaches have helped me. Do, when you when you go see them, I mean, is, are you seeing them one-on-one, and are they giving you things to practice or are you bringing them scripts or are they telling you, Hey, here's a monologue from, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they, they decide they want you to practice on. Are they giving you things to read or are you bringing things for them to help you analyze? Yeah. Usually, usually I bring, um, for, well, for private coaching that I usually do that before, you know, big auditions. Um, so really anything related to TV and film, I usually have a private coach I prepare with. Okay. beforehand and so we'll just bring the material from whatever i'm going to audition for but then on just a weekly basis i i i'm in acting class so it's like a group of people and the teacher usually prepares something um for the class or you know you're okay. working on a piece that you want sometimes you can bring in your own pieces it's just whatever you it's a pretty open environment because they want you to learn what's best you know for you like wh- what you want to work on Okay. Okay. Where does the modeling start? When does that come in? And and is there in the information I got, Mm -hmm. it says high fashion model. Mm -hmm. What what is the difference between high fashion model and just like, you know, regular old fashion? 
<laughs> I, I was high fashion um, is just like maybe like like more high fashion luxury brands. Okay. Um, so you know brands like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, um, maybe like or just like big box stores like Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth. Um, so there's okay. like just like high any brand that you probably like see like in like. Times Square in New York and, City. Like, <laughs> yeah. Any brand I can't afford. So you're not you're not <laughs> modeling like Faded Glory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes that makes sense then. Okay. I'm I'm glad you you put it in, in terms I can understand. So that's good. So so how did you get into that? Was that something that just grew out of out of acting, or was it the other way around? Honestly, it was it was just kind of simultaneously happening because I just started taking pictures like pictures um like i would just do photo shoots because my whole thing was i just need to get comfortable in, the, in front of the camera so okay. whether if it's like the video camera or just you know the camera um and so i was just doing photo shoots to build my profiles so i could market myself for different um like acting acting characters maybe athlete or next door and just like everyday type people stuff okay. so that's how the modeling came about and then um, people, people just tell me, Oh, like you should, you know, do modeling. And I was, and then I started getting books for stuff. I was like, Oh, maybe like, I'll just keep on doing <laughs> hey, maybe I'll just be a model. Yeah. That's, you know, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's like you hear about people struggling a lot and it seems like think things are falling into place for you pretty, pretty quickly. Well, I think I also I also think I had the, the the base like track gave me a very good base for just life because at that point I was already in shape so I didn't have to go through the whole in shape thing and I was at that point I I, I learned what dedication and tenacity could could do for you in in, in life in sports and school so I was like. I had everything that I could do to apply it to acting and modeling because modeling really just have to be in in very good shape. And then you have to be like creative as well, you know, just like more comfortable with yourself. So I got really in tune with my body because track, um, you, you have to be very coordinated. So I became very coordinated. So I knew how to like move my limbs and like body in certain ways. And I knew how I looked in different angles huh? because I really practice that through track in various forms. And then, um, with, with school, school just taught me and if you memorize and, you know, you just focus on this, you can, so that helped me, helped me with scripts and analysis because I already done with math. I was always analyzing. So ah. I was good at analyzing scripts and I used to write all the time. So I already had that like in me. So I came off school and so the grind just switched to other, other things. Oh, it was okay. like, I track in school out. And did modeling, which I could still, you know, work out, and then acting, which I could still, like, you know, it was kind of school in a way. Yeah. Oh, that that makes actually makes total sense. Actually, do yeah. you is it easy for you or to, to to memorize scripts, or is it something you got to focus on? I would say it's it's easier just because I have like that mental capacity, you know, to like be able to sit down because you know a lot of people. Sometimes they don't like then a lot of people aren't able to just like sit and focus on things for long, long periods of time without yeah. getting restless or um, so, you know, some kind of drug is to help them out. Yeah, what, exactly. Like, <laughs> Ritalin or something. Or all, exactly. Whatever all the kids are taking these days. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So um, I was just very, you know, used to because I got drug tested in college. And so that was never an option to take, you know, right. Adderall or any of those things to focus. So like I had to, Focus the right way. You had to like, use your brain. Yeah, you had to use your brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had to use my brain too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who goes on auditions, obviously, they don't get them all. And mm -hmm. I, a, a friend of mine, is an actor out in LA, and he's been on this show, and he's told me some horror stories of weird auditions. What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you in an audition? What, what's your auditioning horror story? <laughs> I 
I remember I, I was I was in I think it was an audition maybe my first year I was in an audition for like a short a short film and it was just a very you know they wanted me to play like a brother like and like as part of a family and you know just start off as very normal audition there's oh we really like you and then and then the the lady just started asking me she's like she's like can you quack for me and I was like <laughs> um, pardon what she's like can you can you quack like like a duck. And I was like, like, you want me to just like start quacking? She's like, yeah. And then like, you know, flap your arms and like quack too. I was like, what? Are you like fucking with me? I was yeah. Like, I don't know if like, <laughs> and, and I'm just like looking at her. She's like, okay, go. And I was just like, and I just started quacking <laughs> and she's like louder. And she just started to quack louder. Oh my I'm God. like, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I'm so confused. And, I, and then I stopped. And then she was like, she's like, we just want to see how like committed you are. I was like, quacking has nothing to do what? with the scene. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's weird. You, you want to see how committed I am? Hire me. Exactly. I mean, don't ask me to quack. Telling me to quack is not going to show you my level of commitment. It's just going to make you. It's gonna make me question your decision making. That I I, I immediately started questioning who's in love. Like, no, you just you kind of seem a little weird. Um, yes. I don't want to be in this project anymore. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, God, Tori quacks throughout the day. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you start walking down the street like quack, quack. Should I quack? Should I quack like, now? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 or you lose the part. Yeah. Like, damn it. <laughs> Now it's in your head, and now you're just wandering around, just going, she's like, just be quacking, quack. Just quacking. She's like, walk down the street, start quacking. Oh, she's living the whole quack. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing that, that happened to me. Well, but most, everything's been pretty, pretty chill. Well, that's good, because I, the, the one story that I heard was uh, my buddy went into an audition, and he really didn't know what it was for. His agent just sent him there, and he... He walks into the room and there's a stripper pole there, and they wanted him to dance around a stripper pole. I've I've heard of stuff like that. That doesn't surprise me. That yeah, that was insane. He's and they're like, yeah, just you know, give it a whirl. So he he got on and he just like took his shirt off and 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 he's. If you want to if you want to hear the story, go go listen to the episode I did with Carl McDowell. It's just Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's he's a hilarious guy to begin with, and then. He just does that kind of stuff anyway. He's just he's hilariously insane. So you get, you end up uh, getting landing a role uh, in a movie called The Way We Were. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, how do I how, let's see? I'm trying to figure out which which angle I want to start this with. Uh, it won the 2019 Cannes Screenplay Contest. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 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 kind of like blew my mind. It really did. Um, I I've been, you know, the the director. His name's Jerome. He's been absolutely amazing. And um, right now, they're actually trying to. T- they want to turn it into a TV show. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so that's kind of what we're, we're what we're working on. They've been talking to like a lot of people from like BT um, and like like kind of those networks, FX, who are like really like. They really like the story. Um, well, what, so, what's the story about? It's about it's about the uh, these five kids um, in this Los Angeles. They they grew up, grew up in Los Angeles, and it's a, based in around the 1980s. But the Los Angeles busing system, you know, it was, it was very segregated. So, in terms of um, let's say kids, inner city kids didn't really have the opportunity to go to like the best schools because the buses weren't picking up kids from the inner city to go to the Palisades and then the Palisades um, schools like that were like way too expensive and they would offer scholarships to inner city kids, but then didn't provide the busing transportation for Uh, them to get there. And then these kids are like inner city kids whose parents work all the time. So like, how are they? So it was essentially a way to segregate kids from, to make them stay in the public schools. Uh, so um, it talks a lot about that. And at uh, one of the high school kids, his name's Rico. Okay. Oh, all right. So that was my next question was, was what role do you play? And what are there plans for the film? Is, is the film going to have a wide release or is it since it's, it's, 
being talked about as a series? Is it, is it going to be kind of stay just on the festival circuit at this point? So right, right now it's um, so right now it's staying in the so we the, we haven't shot the full film so we shot a short film version of it oh, and wow, okay. the, the screenplay and the writing of it um, and like what the and what we shot for the film so far has been what's winning the award so it hasn't even been fully completed so all the feedback's been it's going to take way too long to shoot this as a film you guys need to do it as a as a tv series so you guys can uh, shoot it quicker um and uh, i can have it released out because it's so current and it applies now so they're just like it makes sense to do this now in this day of age because if you shoot it then for them to like pr- produce all of it it could take you know it could be really another year or two. It's yeah. like, we, you guys can expedite it now, get this story out. People need to hear it wow. and put it in TV series so you can like, continuously just like build on it on what's currently happening in society and like, you know, allow it to go. All, yeah. So that's, that's kind of awesome. You know. That is really wild. I, you know, and, and, and I've never, I guess maybe that's, that's part of, of the way things are changing now with, with all the streaming platforms and all, you know, a story like that. Whereas once the movie, uh, you know, doing a feature film would be the way to get that message out and then get as many people as possible to see it. Now it's, well, that takes too long. Let's, let's mm-hmm. do it and let's get it out on Netflix or prime or Hulu or. Exactly. Cause there's so many streaming platforms out there that, you know, it's in, you should look at Netflix and I, all, all of them, they, they put out shows like every day. Yeah. Like, every other, it's crazy. I was, I was just talking with somebody about that. It, it was, it's insane. It's like, you know, I remember when I was growing up there, you, you know, there, there wasn't there even, was there wasn't even cables. Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I started off, I was, you know, hell, I'm in my mid forties right now. I had like five channels and when cable came on and I had like 20, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's just now it's just gone so far beyond to to just there's as many streaming platforms now as there were cable channels when you know I first got cable, mm-hmm. and they don't wild. yeah, and they're not even they're, they don't have any real structure. I mean, they can say hey, there's no seasons really. There's, there's no there's no mm-hmm. pilot season anymore. There's nothing. It's like hey, we like your story. Here's some money. Go make it. When it's done, we'll release all the episodes at once and, and everybody can binge watch it and then we're on to the next thing. It's insane. Exactly. It's wild. It, yeah. The, the few, yeah. Everyone, everyone just wants everything now. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, yeah. It's like very instant. Like, cause it's that instant gratification. Like look at Instagram. It's like click on this now, like this now it's like, watch this now. So everything's like very, like we gotta like do it right now. Cause it's like, if you don't do it now, then when? So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 I can make, I can imagine that that make to make it tough and frustrating as an actor because you see all these things happening now, 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 and it may take a little while before you actually get your break, and so you're seeing things happen immediately. Yeah. But it, you know, starting your career may not happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's and that's uh, and I, I would say that's the one thing that you kind of have to like, you know, silence in your head because on, from the outside looking in, when, when you're just working on all these, on, on your projects and your craft, you're like, damn, everyone's just like, it seems like everyone's doing something and you're like, I'm still working on this, yeah. but it's everyone else had time for them, you know, to like work on their project and, you know, for it to develop and like create. So, you know, if you, you know, when some, I, you know, whenever someone has like a big role i think the movie crazy rich asians did very well and then just other movies um that have been big in the box office you look at the lead actors and you're like you're like who is this guy and then you look at his imdb he's really been in the business for like 10 years yeah but you've never seen any of his like, <laughs> local short films festival yeah. run films you don't know yeah. <laughs> <So>. exactly <laughs> exactly so it's it, it's i guess it's uh you don't necessarily have to be early on. You don't really want to be too picky about what you, you, you do. You just, you kind of want to work and get that exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you want to have like, you know, you want to have somewhat of like a narrow focus, but you know, broadened enough that it, it, it gives you, you know, flexibility and options because at the end of the day, you never, you never know what's your niche until you like really, you know, try other things out. I thought I only wanted to do comedy 
um, because I felt the most comfortable doing it. But then I started getting a lot of drama roles and I was like, you know what? This wasn't necessarily how I wanted to go down, but um, I, I like it and it's working. And then I started getting all roles where I'd play African characters. So I was like, okay, I get comedy, drama, and like African characters. And like it was occasionally like boyfriend roles. I was like, okay, let me just put more focus on to these things and, you know, focus on my accent. And then, yeah, it just started getting, it allowed me to like, um, be more diversified. So like my agent could submit me to other opportunities. It's like, oh, we, that's also started being a very big thing is, they started incorporating a lot of culture into shows, which, you know, uh, that's why you see a lot of British actors, um, a lot of African actors, uh, a lot of Native American um, and okay. like Asian actors, like being more involved in the industry because they really are trying to be um, incorporate this um, diversity element into TV. So everyone's represented. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a whole lot of different people watching just about every show out there, you know, you, there, there's mm-hmm. the audience is varied for everything. So, well, would you rather be doing, do you have a preference? I guess maybe it's a better way to phrase it for action, drama, comedy, or like, you know, art films. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of trying to pull out genres yeah. out, of, out of my head right now. Yeah. I, I would say I, I, I enjoy action. I haven't been able to do a whole ton of it, but I, that I think that would just be so dope to just be like, you know, like a badass fighter all the time. <laughs> but that also takes, you know, you have to grow into that. Yeah. It's got to be the right, right role. You don't want to just be doing stunts on like anybody's set. Like, yes. <laughs> now that's something you would you be doing? Would you be offering to do your own stunts? Yeah. I've been doing my own stunts, like driving cars. Like, oh. um, I would say, yeah, I, I, drove stick i've driven a couple of sports cars and yeah i've been doing my own stunts it's kind of cool like jumping (laughs) like small jumps not like like tom cruise uh, building (laughs) by building that jumps but you know small little jumps you're like like all right good good jump are you okay like yeah i did it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so what's coming up for you in the future I, you know you've you've got this uh the way we were that's you know being talked about f- as a as a series what else are you working on in the future is, is there any projects that you can tell me about yeah so i i, I signed on to um to a, a, a feature film that i'm going to be shooting in the spring um it's i'm playing an african-american rock star and it's gonna be yeah it's, I, I feel like this film's probably gonna be like it's gonna be really big it's um th- they plan to uh play it in uh theaters worldwide and yeah we they've got they've signed on some like big um, named other actors but i'm playing like one of the supporting leads in it so i'm in this rock band so i'm like one of them and they're getting like a lot of like big name my like current rock bands from like oh, the 70s wow. up until now so I, i'm just really excited for that so that's been kind of like the next thing that's coming up that's that's fantastically vague of an answer <laughs> and i love it but it sounds awesome i mean, <laughs> you, you've already got me interested so. yeah because i mean i, I want because i know once once they have like the uh, the press release out there and it's like one everything's like finalized because you know you never want to like I feel like you know me being like one of the lesser experienced actors in the film I don't want to be the one oh <laughs> of yeah of course he shouts it out <laughs> yeah exactly you don't want to be the guy that leaks everything so I totally understand <laughs> how I was the reason for being vague but I'm I'm actually it, it sounds really cool from what you what you're allowed to tell me so I'm I'm anxious to see what it's about and 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 because I mean I'm I'm big into music, so that's that's that would be right in my wheelhouse. So you like rock? Oh, metal? yes. Oh, you need to go. Ba- be real excited that <laughs> you need to go back and take a look at, at some of my previous episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I saw a bunch of bands that you know, like this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I'm still trying to get some some. Uh, well, I'm always trying to get people on. So 
it's uh, it's a constant uh, battle of throwing enough shit against the wall and seeing what sticks and who replies back mm-hmm. and is willing to come on to the show. So it's exactly. But I got some really cool people, and so you might want to take a look at some of the back episodes. Maybe do a little, maybe be a little bit of research for you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A little research. Yeah, <laughs> learn. You know, do a little research on your role for this vague rock and roll movie you're doing, and. Mm-hmm. Then you can credit me somehow in there. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw the credit in. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Shea from Performance Anxiety in non-credited role. Hey. role. Yeah, I'll be a non-credited <laughs> role. <laughs> and I'm I, credited. It still gets credit. <laughs> somehow that would be amazing. The non-credited role that gets credited. All right. So I, I, I did see. Uh, your picks, your your picks on solar.com. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked a lot of stuff there, but I think I don't think I can afford any of it. But I do like the watch <laughs> that you picked out. So, what is that about? Is that something that, that you did a while back? Is it new? I, I'm trying to find a date for that. And uh, yeah. how does that stuff come about? How does do they like, hey, we saw you in something or we saw you run uh, the, the, the four by 400. You did a great job. What kind of jacket would you want to wear? <laughs> we saw that you're cold on the track. Yeah, exactly. You were shivering a little bit. What kind of watch you got? Cause I like that watch. I just, I can't wear anything that's blue and orange. It's just, I, I don't like any sports teams that have blue and orange. in them, so I can't wear that watch, but I do like Mm-hmm. everything besides the colors on it. So yeah, how, did, how does that happen? Oh, so it was really this um, influential performance kind of, you know, where people, they want to be inspired in shop looks. They can go on this platform and, you know, there's, there's a bunch of like actors, um, influencers, some celebrities, all, all different types of genres, athletes. So if you had someone that you're a fan of and you're like, Oh, I'm, I kind of need some outfit inspiration. You can go on it and see what type of clothes that they would wear. So okay. it's all brands that, you know, that, um, that are approved on the platform and that, you know, we like, and yeah, people can just like shop looks on it. All right. Somehow I, I have not been approached for that. Um, so if you can work on that for me, I would appreciate that. I got you. All right. <laughs> Before I let you go, tell me a little bit about this, this show that you're on. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a docu series. So they kind of, um, I remember I talked I talked to one of the representatives on the phone. They were looking, you know, for I kind of told them about my story, like being a student athlete, because at Boston College they I didn't get an athletic scholarship there because they didn't have any for the men's track and field team. Oh, because the Title Nine, so they had to have the amount of even male scholarships to female scholarships. So the men's track and field team got left out. But oh, I got an academic scholarship to go there, but it covered about two thirds. But Boston College is a very expensive school; it's over yeah. sixty thousand dollars a year. Oh. So two thirds, you still got to come out twenty twenty plus k a year. Yeah. So wow, eighty k, eighty k for. But in total, but when you look at it, it's a two hundred forty thousand dollar school a year. But you still got to pay eighty k, which is significant amount. So yeah, so kind of talked about my experience, you know is how I felt because I put in all this time and effort in being a student athlete there. And then I went and, you know, accomplish all these things on the track and then to still have to like pay after, even after like they like marketed me, use my name. I was like a very big pivotal part of like them getting recruits in town. Yeah. And so it was kind of a weird feeling for me. It was a, it was a really weird. So that's oh, why I was very open to uh, talking about the show, and I kind of talk about my experiences, you know, going to LA, starting my own company, and then you know having to deal with student debt, even though I just essentially gave my body up for four years and put my name for the school, and you're still paying. It was just it was it was it was a very like weird con because when you're there, you're not thinking about how you're going to be paying off. Your, your student loan debt when you're in college. Right. I like, wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, you had so records to break. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to focus on some exactly. I'm to focus on being good there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So, <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was yeah. And that's a on, great experience. And and what that's on Crackle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Sony uh streaming app. Okay. Crackle TV. Well, man, Obi, man, thank you so much, man. I, I've I've kept you for quite a while here. Where can people follow you on social media and and find out about uh, the way we work? You know, find out how they can watch that eventually, hopefully. Find out about your upcoming projects, and uh, I can see you topless on Instagram. Exactly. So they can check out it's it's i t s o b o b i nwankwa n w a and k w o. So it's o b nwankwa. Awesome, awesome. And uh, is that on Instagram? What what platforms are you on? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, LOL. Oh my gosh! <laughs> there, so you're, yeah, you're on ones that I don't even know about. So my kids, my yeah. kids know about TikTok. I don't know about. I don't. I don't. I think I'm a little old I for that one. Caught on it. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to. Make you so yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody wants to see me doing anything on TikTok. <laughs> it's, you never know until you try <laughs> <laughs> alright well that sounds like a challenge oh man exactly <laughs> next time you can be like yeah so got a million followers on TikTok yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I owe it all to you you're, you're gonna get the credited non-credited role exactly. of, on my, my, my uncredited credit exactly <laughs> <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.